There is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known as man. It is a dimension as vast as space, and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pits of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination, in an area which we call Elder Dragon Journey. gentlemen, we're apparently live with the Yellow Dragon Turtle podcast. Uh, this is your host, Igor, and uh, as always with me is my co-host, Niksha. Say hi, Niksha. Hi, Niksha. I mean, hi. How long has it been? Just a casual just, year and something? or Just, just a, couple, it's a couple of weeks. Nothing, nothing too big. Small sabbatical. Yeah. L- look, guys, a pandemic happened and we needed a bit of time to recuperate. Yeah, and wizards were kind of just, you know, being really bad. And I just didn't feel like recording uh, a show where we, we we actually struggled to find anything good for wizards to say about wizards, what they've done. And I think that, yeah, we we stopped around the time when they uh, announced uh, the secret lair uh, Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. That was a thing. Yeah, we didn't even cover that one. But enough about why we didn't do anything. Uh, we have some guests today. So, guest number one, do you want to introduce yourself? Who's guest number one? Um, Mate? You Ma- are, because you, you just uh, said the thing. Yep. Yeah, because I said the thing. I'm, yeah, I'm obviously way more important than Mate. Uh, hi, it's Robert. I've been here a couple of times, uh, mostly to discuss CDH and uh, Dolora Bravnikov. Uh, guest number two. So guys, I'm here for a second time because the first time they bumped on me on the street, so they decided to invite me again. Yay! Hey. So how has everybody been? Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, not too bad actually. Well, ever since the pandemic kind of like chilled up, chilled, chilled down, I guess, and people can like mimic normal life again, I suppose. And and since. Ikoria is rotating out, and like Ikoria was so bad, it was horrible. That, it, 2020 wasn't just a bad year for the entire world; it was pretty bad for like magic in general. Just a small bunch uh, of people listening, uh, maybe for the first time. We are here in Croatia, so that's why we're taking a bit more chillaxed approach towards the pandemic. To, to keep yeah, in mind, exactly, cause, yeah, yeah, because uh, we weren't in quarantine exactly since like what March, Somewhere which is that. nice. Since Somewhere. some places are still <laughs> in full blown up quarantine, like um, most uh, people don't even have like access to vaccination, as far as I know, and outside of Croatia right now. So it's it's nice being fully vaxxed. It's nice being able to go outside, yeah. and that's about it, I guess. But anywho, uh, do we want to do Commander of the Week after a long, long, long while? Uh, yeah, it's definitely time for a Commander of the Week. So Niksha, what did you command this week? Um, um, well, actually, the last game I played of Commander, I played with Golos, which was, which is pretty much unch all this time, except that I added Belladros, so I can actually spin the wheel twice a turn, if I don't die, but I've been playing, oh, but I've made actually 14, I have 14, uh, Commander decks, I was kind of bored during the lockdown, so... Yeah, I'm gonna go with Golos, but I've been playing a lot of modern 
but since it's Commander of the Week, I can't really say Karn Daddy, so let's uh, just go with Golos. Nixha, whom are you lying to? You oh, have Modern as your Commander for so many times. Yeah, so, okay, Honorary Commander... Honorary Commander of the Week is Karn the Great Creator. He is hey. truly the greatest creator. After the greatest us, of content course. creator? Yeah, I mean... Is he the greatest content creator as well? He is. Well, after us. Actually, Karn? Karn actually is like your commander in, in modern. Everybody has like Loras or uh, Gigant or Obosh or something like that. And you just main deck four Karns. You just play a Karn on turn three, just as they would play. Yeah, it's basically yeah, my commander. Add a boy. Add a boy. Robbie, what about yes. you? Well, um, I actually have like two commanders of the week. Because one is like really not new at all, but I used to play a lot of stacks and mostly Blood Pod. But ever since the pandemic started, and it's been, well, almost a year now since Commander Legends came out. And we all know the impact of Commander Legends on EDH as a whole. I've left uh, stacks behind and joined the Turbanos team. And I've been mostly playing uh, Abzan with uh, Timna and Ikra. And like ever since Strixhaven came out with uh, Witherbloom Apprentice, that goes very very well with uh, Chain of Smog into an infinite combo, and with a few additions from Modern Horizons 2. Well, I've been really having a blast with that deck for now. Uh, speaking of CDH, but I just recently actually uh, made a Prosper deck, uh, the new uh, D&D Commander, the Rakdos colored one, uh, the Feetling Warlock that creates treasure tokens. It's like mid to a high power, and it's been a blast because the deck just makes a lot of tokens, makes a lot of food and clue tokens with uh, Academy Manufacturer, and blows them up and kills you with Disciple of the Vault or Marionette Master. And there's like a uh, infinite loop that you can do with uh, Burgi's backside, Eater Flux uh, Reservoir, and uh, like. Uh, since the divine you top with commander because you can just pitch it into an infinite loop and just fishbowl your opponents out. So you those are like my two commanders of the week. Oh, yeah, you know what Burgi's I'm mostly impressed by? I'm mostly impressed that you managed to say Burgi's backside without laughing because I had a small oh. snicker. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose, I, I, you know, I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind to be quite honest. But yeah, now, now I think I'm going to have you can you can probably rule thirty four everything, including Burgi's uh, backside. As we're speaking, it's being made. It probably oh, already no. exists. But Nixha, care to find out if there is rule thirty four of oh, Burgi's no, backside? No, no, we no, don't no, need no, like Burgi's no. backside. No, we no. mean actually Horn of Hornfell. Not oh, I mean there's probably rule thirty four for the Horn, but if I'd there be isn't, very that's a mistake. I'd the if there wasn't. That's hmm? one fine looking Horn. Oh yeah, horn. Anywho, Mateo, how about you? Really interesting is that how the tables have turned during the pandemic since Robbie from Stacks Player became a resident Storm player. And I abandoned Storm decks. <laughs> what the hell are you on now? Yeah, so ever since first Modern Horizons were came out, I saw a commander that I really wanted to build for a long time, but it didn't fit my playstyle at that time. So when I quit Storm, I put together an Urza deck, which I really, really love now. And I've been foiling it out ever since. I put it, on, put it out, and 
I really enjoyed playing it. So I'll say Urza for my Commander of the Week. Because so, I... Yeah. yeah? Uh, Matte, I was gonna ask you, how does it feel to be a Filthy Stacks player? Actually, it's not really that bad, because it's not really a full stacks list. I just use my stacks pieces to like break parity and some sometimes to get advantage, but it's a full out stacks list. It's yeah, most like a, a, a mid-range deck. Which... Still, it's a big jump for, uh, to you from, you know, Zer to a Filthy Stacks. Oh yeah, I mean, lately I've been playing a lot of on online on some platforms, and I've been playing a lot of uh, Control in EDH. I know Control in EDH, whatever. So I played a lot of Tasker, which I put together last week, so in paper, so I can tr try it out in my, in my meta. And But uh, just because I really enjoyed it last few weeks playing it online. But Urza is my boy. Hey, your boy. Your boy. boy. I guess it's uh, my time, eh? Yep. So now is the time that I usually say it's Alesha, right? But well, things have changed a bit. <laughs> oh, that, that, that might be the most, the that most is, yeah, shocking thing I've seen. The most impressive, yeah. Pandemic was weird to us all, so I made a Jessica Timna deck. Oh, wow. Yeah. You you yeah. actually mentioned you were like interested in shifting from Alesha into Jessica Timna. Uh, What's the reason? What's the reason? Come on. Uh, I've been playing Alesha for like five years constantly. I needed a bit of change. I still plan to, you know, build another Lesha deck and, you know, uh, once I start uh, proxying things up. But for now, I decided to change things up a bit. Uh, it's Jessica Timna, it's World Gorger and Friends. With slight stacks, just to slow everybody down. First time I that cast Fear, Fear into Abyss, I kind of got hooked. Wow. I was like, oh. Oh. oh yeah, yeah Fear so does that to people. It's like Nos Pew, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, Pier is so good. Pier is so good. Uh, uh, you, you know, uh, Admos you can play mostly on turn two, and and it requires you to know a lot about your deck inside and out, and it gives you... You can possibly win on turn two with most decks with Admos, but there's a high pro possibility that you can luck out and just don't get there. It happens sometimes. Pier doesn't have that issue. It's a bit slower, but... When you cast Pier, you win. Turns out having half of your deck into hand, kinda good. Unless you cast it into a Hall Breacher. Yeah, rest in peace. Oh yeah, I, 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 we've been playing... For, we had a three-man pod, Nixa, Mate and I, uh, a couple of months ago, before the Hall Breacher ban. And um, we've been playing for hours and hours, and uh, like I wasn't even concentrating anymore. And I was like, I can win on turn two. And I cast like... Uh, appear into the abyss, w knowing there's a hull breacher, seeing that hull breacher on the field, and I was like, yeah, what, what, what's that shit gonna do? Uh, Matis somehow managed not to win the game, where he drew like 40, uh, where he got like 40 treasure tokens. That, that's the mo more impressive thing, <laughs> yeah, that truth was be told, impressive. not being able to win after that, but okay. Turns out 40 treasures don't do anything. If you don't have a good cards in your hand. <laughs> the best thing about Peer into Abyss was uh, I put it into my, my deck, didn't tell uh, Tess that I had it. And then I cast it for the first time and her reaction was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Which is honestly a fair reaction to Peer into the Abyss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's one Truth messed up magic card. Just... It is a very, very messed up magic card. It's very strong. It, it's cert Like, you can... Peer sees a lot of play, like in Legacy nowadays. Like in... Um, Storm. Uh, the new... The new iteration of uh, Ruby Storm. Actually, 
uh, I've seen like basically mono red ruby storm lists. Yep. Uh, just playing Galvanic Relay and Bergy, and just having like a wish board with a single um, uh, parent the best in uh, in their wish board, and it works. Yep. But that's mostly because uh, um, uh, because Galvanic Relay pulls a lot of weight in that deck. It's a really nice it, budget list. It is a budget list almost. That's, like yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. The, I mean, it does have a couple of cards that are like pricey. Because it plays like two Badlands and it plays like two Underground Seas and a Singleton um, Lands Eye Diamond. So that that's like the bulk. But you could honestly replace it. Like the deck I have doesn't seen, actually. Uh, I've seen Caleb Dobert play uh, Mono Red Storm, uh, a real budget version. He prefers it to the actual, you know, money cards. Yeah, cards yeah. Uh, that, that's what I want to say. Like um, you don't really actually need uh, Lands Eye Diamond. It, doesn't do that much for your deck, truth be told. But anyway, um, perhaps uh, instead of talking about very old magic cards, we could get like to what we're gonna see in the very near future. Wow! Now that was a segue. Uh, see, yeah. and this is how you know it's a podcast because uh, radio hosts just you know do a segue. Podcasters tell how they did a segue. Yeah, they have to segue break. boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> segue boys. Segue. Se- segues. Anywho. Anywho? So, what is on the docket? So, um, we went to the official Magic uh, site, so we'll be going um, in order uh, with uh, the stuff that's coming out. So, I'll be announcing all the the stuff so we can discuss them one at a time. So, they're going to do some promotions for stores that will include some promotional worm coil engines. And but since our store isn't the premium store, we won't be getting our signed Wormcoil engine, so I'll have to deal with just a regular Wormcoil engine and probably have to order from a store or something. Oh, disgusting. No, you you have to be um, true to the cause. You have to visit that store so you can claim. Yeah, it's yeah. my LGS. Yeah. You have to actually. You should do that. You should win their modern tournament. So like. You actually get like the nice worm coil engines and the nice cocos. You, yeah. Do you actually even know the reason why our store, why our LGS didn't get like a uh, premium shop, um, uh, the premium shop level of uh, customer service and everything? Because our toilet is like half a meter too far away from like the main, uh, the main uh, dueling hall. It's literally Extra- six steps away from the store. Yeah, but that's yeah. not. But that's against the rules and regulations for premium stores. Yeah, oh, sadly, it's like it, it's literally like like a meter. The issue is like a meter. But oh well, c'est la vie, as they say in mm. France. So France. next up, we have uh, they're bring they're they'll probably try to revive Pioneer with Pioneer Challenger decks in 2021. They are actually releasing October 15. Uh, we already have all the full deck lists. I didn't check them out, but seeing the names tell me tells you can already see what they're about. So we have Lotus Field combo, which is a big yikes for me. Uh, Mono Red Burn, Azorio Spirits, and Ors of Auras. Auras. So yeah, I don't think that any anyone here except me played Pioneer. So all I can say is yay. No one except for you hates uh, himself that much to play Pioneer. Pioneer was in a, a very lie? dark spot. That's a lie. I fucking hate myself. <laughs> okay. 
But do, do you hate yourself enough to play Pioneer? I don't hate myself enough to play with other people. Do you I just hate play with... enough to play Pioneer with other people? I just play with myself as God intended. And no, I don't hate myself that much, apparently. See? It's just that they have a completed uh, Nive to Light, which I don't feel like trend, uh, transferring into Modern, because I'd have to get like 50 fetch Art? lands. Ugh. So yeah, um, next up, we're gonna get some uh, Commander Collection Black. And Commander Collection Black actually actually has uh, some pretty decent cards. Uh, it has uh, Ghoul Caller Gisa, Ophiomancer, Phyrexian Arena, Reanimate, Toxic Deluge, and Soul Ring and Command Tower. And Liliana Heretical Healer. Some of those are good cards. Some of those are pretty good cards, yeah. Good product overall. I think it's a really good product in, in terms that you th you know what they're replacing it with. I mean, from the vaults were just, for, for me personal, were just better because of the diversity of the cards you can include by the one team. Since this is a commander thing, the only thing that I would like to mention is probably that I would like to see more staples, let's say, in the color collection, you know, but I think it's a really good product overall. This one has like uh, two commander staples in Reanimate and Toxic Deluge, which, which are also cube staples, together with Ophiomancer, which is a big thing in cubes. And yeah, you have Rixian Arena, which casual players like, and Ghoul Korogisa as a demi popular zombie commander. Yeah, those lower cards, you can see iconic cards as you could see in this real beginning Ghoul of the Kora commander. Gisa surprisingly fetched a high price, since yes. it had only one printing. Yeah, and now you can get it in I mean, foil as well. And what's yeah. big thing about this set, uh, you finally get the snake token from Ophiomancer because you it didn't exist previously. Yep. Yeah, that was that, kind of that as well. So there you go. And you actually get Liliana's brother as a zombie token. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gerard. Yeah. No, not. Gerard is thing. It's Gerard. Yeah. Yeah. Why did? Why did? Why do? Why are they? Why is he named so like the guy from My Chemical Romance? Yes. Because <laughs> they're both hot, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, they are. Okay. So, okay, uh, later there's gonna be uh, Innistrad Double Feature, which is a draft booster set that will feature Midnight Hunt and Crimson Vow. Uh, so it'll be uh, select cards from both sets, and each card will have a unique uh, special art treatment. So huh. it'll be like a, a zombie movie-like experience. Yeah, I just wonder if he's gonna be getting a box of this so we can draft it. Because during the quarantine, we have drafted a lot of sets. Uh, and now on to the big, big things. So, Magic's 2022 releases. It starts mm -hmm. off with Kamigawa Neon Dis Kamigawa <laughs> Neon Dynasty. So, yeah, all those. So it, it will be like a fantasy cyberpunk. It will be like futuristic and stuff, and it will be Kamigawa. So, so all those the times that they. Apart me, the ones that they mentioned, uh, they'd never go back to the one plane actually. I think I've listened to Nick and me bitch for so many times that we want to go back to Kamigawa and now they're fulfilling our wish. This is all us, guys. All us. Oh, completely. It's completely on us. No need. Unless, yeah, the, unless the set is utter garbage, then uh, it wasn't us. Yes. The set can't be utter garbage. Like uh, the planeswalker they um, previewed. I don't know what his name was, something weeaboo, something weeaboo. But he had, like, a origami tanuki on his shoulder. Yep. That's the sign of a premium set. <laughs> it's premium. Yeah. This is going to be cyberpunky, so that's cool. 
It's probably more cyberpunk than the new uh, Matrix. Have you seen the oh, trailer? I, I have decided to avoid it because I smelled a bit of feces. But yeah. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't look that bad. I like. Um, got worked up uh, in that little scene where Neo meets um, Trinity again. But um, it's basically just John Wick in, in The Matrix, as Nick just said it. But uh, going back to this thing, I'm curious how Cyberpunk is going to be looking in magic uh, terms. Yeah, they did say it's uh, two, uh, it's 2,000 years after the first Kamigawa. Like in the future of the current story? I don't know. They did say yeah. that, I think that they, I don't remember the presentation exactly, but I do think that they mentioned that they have a female empress that we have seen before in the story. Now, Ro yeah. Robbie brought up a very interesting point that it might be the Wanderer, because that would be cool. Ooh. Ooh. It could be cool. That's spicy. But the uh. problem I see with that is that the Wanderer kind of, you know wanders around a lot, and not by her will. You know, being an uncontrollable planeswalker, she just planeswalks randomly. That might be a big crux and conflict in, in this set. Then Nixia brought up that it just might be Tamiyo. Yes, uh, I heard that theory from a bunch of places. Yeah, but y you know what's my issue with uh, Neo Dynasty? It's set 2,000 years in, uh, in the future from where uh, the OG Kamigawa was, like, but... OG Kamigawa happened like 800 years before the current yes. uh, storyline. So uh, it's another 1,200 years into the actual future of the current storyline in Magic. Which is kind of bugging me, or maybe they just said 2,000 years so like because it sounded cool and and didn't really think, think it through. And I'm not sure, I don't probably know. Probably the, always... the story. Yeah, probably they uh, didn't mention, but it's kind of, you know, thing. That probably stories didn't correlate too much with each other. It's probably just the things that happened on Kamigawa 2000 years after the original one, but really didn't affect the other things. I don't, I don't, I don't know, just theory. Yeah, it just might be a completely theory? standalone set. Like, it won't have any effect with the story at all, maybe. I don't know, I, when I watched the stream, I know that that said that it left like the good things, which were the good things in Kamigawa. But they took the new team, they took the new team, and I kind of personally don't like the adding a new flavor because it was, the first Kamigawa was like more folklore type set theme that, that wizards used to do back in the day. And now it's like more cyberpunky modernization. I don't know. It's probably, it's maybe too much for me to see that many modern things happening in magic. Or I, or I don't know. It's probably because of the new kids, or it's like just the the future is now old man, old man signal. You know. I don't think that they'll do like modern stuff in the Kamigawa. They'll use. It'll pretty. I'm pretty sure it'll still be uh, like heavily influenced with with spirits and other things, but it will ha be in this future like Ghost in the Shell shell. So it's. Spirits in the show? Yes. Or so Kami in the get, show. Get in the robot spirits? Get. No, no, don't, don't go there. It's not gonna happen. Okay. Okay. Please. Please. Don't. So, yeah. I'm personally, I'm pretty hyped for this. Because I love the aesthetics. I don't mind any kind of story implications this, this brings. I actually... It's not that I don't mind. I don't care. It just looks really cool. And I... I 
personally, I like sci-fi more than fantasy, so this this really it, it's really up my alley. Uh, what's next? Uh, so next up is Streets of uh, Los Angeles, um, New Capel, New Capena. So Streets of New Capena is um basically a gangster movie set in a magic set. It will feature the new plane, New Capena. Uh, uh, it's a plane uh, built by angels, but now ruled by demon crime families. So it's pretty much Los Angeles or Las Vegas. It's Las Vegas, right? Or, or Chicago, or one of those things. Yeah. Las Vegas. And uh, the plane will have a special significance to Elspeth. So, I mean, here's hoping to seeing, like, maybe Elspeth had a dark dark past with the crime family maybe she needs to redeem something or maybe she's just in some absurd amount of uh, gambling debt and now she's and now or, she's there to kill or, all the, to kill all the demons so she can wipe out that debt out or Elspeth will come to Obnixilis on the day of his daughter's wedding and will dare to come and ask him for a favor Mobnixilis Mobnixilis right but yeah I, 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 I can imagine Mobnixilis being like you come to me on the day my daughter's and you have to ask me for I want that. I mean in the in the art in the promotional art, uh Obnixes did does seem to be just done mauling some random dude. Uh, I'll I'll be honest. Mob Nixless in that uh suit slash armor thing he's like wearing, the aesthetic of the set looks amazing. Like legitly they, I, I I was skeptical that they would like pull it off as well as they did, like in the promo material, because it's basically uh, a 1930s like streets of chicago setting with some celestial technology all around the place filled with demons and it looks very cool it looks very fucking cool but, i am uh, pleased niksha i have to correct you he's not mauling some dude it's obvious because the dude is naked and barefooted that he must have slipped and nob nixon's caught him you see oh yeah he's he's helping him up he's having yeah. a bit of a hangover yeah. What a nice guy. <laughs> Mob Nixilis uh, was always a nice guy. Uh, black, white, Mob Nixilis confirmed. Uh, actually, they're, actually, they're three colored. They're three colored. Each. Yes, I was hoping we'll get to that. So uh, there will be five crime families, and they will be all three colored. Each will have a unique mechanic, and each will have the the crime family head <clears throat> as a legendary creature. Now I'm not sure that when they said that. They said something along the lines of each uh, family head having a unique mechanic. So, like, does that mean that each head will uh, have their own keyword? But it's, I'm pretty sure it's just that they will feature the mechanic of the family on them. If they said they're going to be shards or, or like, the cons, um, cores, or that it's unknown still? It's not known, but I'm pretty sure that if Obnixil is here, it's... Uh, it's gonna be Mardu, so we're gonna do the cons. Those are the shards. No, 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 the, oh, yeah. the, the wedge. Those are the wedges. The wedges, yeah. Yeah. It seems, it seems so, um, to me as well, it, it might be the wedges before I become, before, also aesthetically, like, Obnexless has black, red, and white on himself, so I'm ex expecting to be Mardu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, you see, that's what I wanted to say. It's, it's like such a refreshing take. It's so interesting that we we have so much exceptions uh, of it, but we can't expect anything because everything can happen. Yeah, it's really new. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, actually, with the whole lineup for next year, it looks like 
literally they can take magic to anything now and it yeah. actually looks amazing like this whole film noir style they're going for they'll probably have alternate special art treatments that will be featured in that kind of black and white black and white comics comic book style uh noir and i think those will look gorgeous yeah yeah uh but uh, so we went to the future we're going to new plane how about we return to a nice uh, old uh, familiar place oh yeah yeah Do- dominaria united mhm it's apparently going to be something I really a don't flavor, know. A flavor do. bomb? Oh, I'm expecting something on the lines of previous Dominaria, which was wonderful. Yeah, it is. They are going to. They do. Uh, um, blah, 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 words. They yes. did uh, state here in the article that uh, Dominaria United is the perfect place to kick off our 30th anniversary celebration. Yep. So they're probably going to do something really big for this set. Maybe they'll bring back. Uh, masterpieces in boosters or something like that maybe 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 they'll reprint tron standard tron you know you know where they might bring back masterpieces but we'll get to that it's actually i I think as well i think as well i i know what rob is thinking and i'm thinking the same thing i let's get it let's get it later yeah yeah yeah. so So, yeah not much known not much is known about dominaria united only it's we're going back home. Uh, speaking of going back home, want to go a bit further back home? Oh, we're going all the way back. <laughs> we're going to Brothers War. Yep. Ah. People, oh, yeah. will finally oh, find yeah. out, people will find out how much of dick fucking Urza actually was. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> he was such a jelly and salty motherfucker that he couldn't take uh, Mishra being more popular than him, Mishra being his brother. So they had to have a small hiss of it that destroyed almost the entire uh, plane of Dominaria. Um, so what's special about the Brothers' War is that... Uh, so it's going to be like the actual set. It's going to be the Brothers' War. It won't be a retelling of the Brothers' War. We'll physically like visit the set and the set will be made like as though it were, you know, that setting 30 years ago. Something like that. So... Uh, like somebody said, in which set was the Brothers War first introduced? Antiquities. Yeah, and it yeah. was only a retelling, right? Yeah, and Antiquities did something really interesting, especially when you consider how early in Magic's career, uh, in Magic's like lifetime, it, it came out. It told the story of the Brothers War uh, as a archaeological uh, yes. dig site. So we were like digging up the artifacts from the Brothers War. Like the blueprints for the Ornithopter and um, and the blueprints or traces of the uh, Argofian Silax and stuff like that. And it was to- told through that ar- archaeological dig site through uh, the digging up and through like um, ca- uh, cataloging all the items. Now we're actually going to the actual Brothers War and seeing it like firsthand. And... Uh, I, I'm hyped, and this is actually the set where I believe they might bring back masterpieces, or I second this, or uh, they might make um, instead of, like making them as masterpieces, like the Kaladesh masterpieces, they might actually make them as antiques, like how the items are today, how they were like uh, uh, found during the antiquity set itself. That would be another interesting take. Relics or whatever the name is going to be. Pardon. Or relics, or whatever the name of the thing is going to be. Yeah, yeah, or relics, or something like that. 
that would that would be a hot take. I I would be very glad to see that. Not gonna lie. Also, I'm very hyped for this set. Also, they mention giant mechs. Of course, because they had those. The Nine Titans, aka biggest Evangelion uh, ripoff they ever did. So reference. So I, I this this is something that I mean, if they, if they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it here with the secret layer, right? If they don't do it here, they won't do it ever, right? Man, I, I've been wanting a Neo Genesis Evangelion secret layer or crossover product with magic for like the longest time. I don't give a fuck. I want to see that. I want to see someone scream, or is like that in the fucking Mac? Or is a Shinji? Same thing. <gasps> no. Oh, Urza it wouldn't be Urza. It would be, be Tonus. Yeah. Urza, Urza would be yelling at Tonus to get into the fucking Mac. Yeah, he, he would be Gendo. Oh, man. He, I, I mean, asshole, I love both yeah. franchises, but I love Evangelion more than anything. So, like, if they make a secret layer Evangelion, I am buying that shit up. I would be hyped as fuck. Sixty boxes. All, All of the boxes. boxes. <laughs> yeah, I just. Yeah. I just wanted to back up on that uh, Robbie's masterpiece theory. I think that we're gonna definitely definitely gonna see masterpieces here, and it's probably be in uh, I think a blue blueprint type. Yes. Masterpiece. Oh, that's that's. I uh, think it's gonna be something because, like those. Yeah. Uh... Telemorphic expanses and, and uh, Orientopters have been sent in the secret uh, layers, right? Some oh yeah, I think they, we're gonna definitely see it in, tho- in those things. Like, it makes perfect sense and because of the story and everything, and I think it's got right, just the right amount of flavor to go in, in that way. Yeah. Okay, so that right? covers the standard sets of 2022. And on to the specialty products, starting with Unfinity which is uh, the latest uh, unset that will be coming out. Uh, not a lot of information except that it's uh, going to be spaced and it will uh, feature full art basic lands uh, science fiction and full art uh, science fiction themed shock lands. The shock lands from Ravnica. So, you know, actual legal shock lands. Space uh, Ravnica. That will be full art. Yeah, like the topic is even a bit far out, even like for unsets, like interdima- interdimensional space circus freak show, whatever. But I am kind of uh, uh, hyped for the new Shocklands. We can never have enough of those. And how did people christen them like Spocklands? Yeah, Spocklands or something like that because of Spock and space and stuff. <laughs> and it will be a set. It won't be like the last unset which was just a collection of cards in some box, because they here say it's going to be in draft and collector booster packs. Ooh. So, after that, we'll be getting um, Commander Commander Legends 2, only here they will be called uh, Dungeon and, Dungeons and Dragons Battle for Baldur's Gate. So, after the absolute flavor win of Dungeons and Dragons Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, we're gonna get some uh, Baldur's Gate action. Ooh! And funnily enough, they're all there. There's also a Baldur's Gate three video game coming out, perhaps yep. next year, probably. Hopefully. 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 So it's. But they did. So they did mention. So here it says it's going to be coming out second quarter of 2022, and I hope that they'll. I don't know. Keep it real this time. Not make uh, another flashy black creature that does literally everything or a bannable blue card that should have been white 
Ah, bannable blue. Bannable blue cards all the time. All the time? All the time. All the time. Bannable blue cards. For the longest time. Bannable blue cards. Bannable blue cards. Bannable blue cards. What do you want? A bannable blue card. What do you get? A bannable blue card. Let's turn into musical. Yeah. Always has been. We just can't, we just can't sing. Yeah. We can. It's just not nice to hear. So after that, we're getting uh, we're also getting double masters 2022. Uh, there will be a jumpstart 2022, and this is in addition to jumpstart Historic Horizons, which there there isn't Only any. I care about. Nobody cares about. Yeah, except I care about. Okay, it. sure yeah. you care about it. Uh. And that's it for 2022 with some of those um, magic specialty sets and some universe beyond things. So now we now we come to the things I'm supposed to freaking love, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Same. So we have. Uh, let's start with the Warhammer 40k uh, commander decks that will be coming out next year. First thing I mind. Why am I seeing fucking ultramarines out of all things? I, I mean, because they're the Ultra Smurfs. Well, what else are you going to put? White Scars, Blood Angels, there's a bunch of chapters you could have picked. I, I just maybe, maybe there are other chapters you, you never know. I, I just want to see Slanesh as a Sultai Legendary. It's probably going to be like a Sultai Legendary Planeswalker, because it's a god and stuff like that. And I, what? And I want it to be legal as your commander. And I that's what I want to play. I don't think Slanesh would be A, playable, B, Sultai. Black red, if anything. It's more like indulgence, you know. Salte was always the color of uh, opulence and uh, indulgence. Ragnos is uh, all about hedonism. And it might it, be poor color. It might be sounds white. Uh, not a lot of things uh, scream green to me in Slanesh. It's just how Salte is, but okay. I I would agree it might be Rakdos, but I personally find it like more playable and nuanced if it was Salte. Playability and playability don't have uh, much to do with one another. Grixis, Grixis. Uh, maybe. maybe. Anyway, I want a playable Slanesh. That's that's what I'm saying. Don't think you'll get Chaos Gods as a playable thing. I I just want to cowards. fight. I just want to fight for the greater good. The greater. The greater good. Anime and God. So, uh, predictions is uh, like uh, red orcs, red X orcs. Uh, white black humans, aka space marines, necrons in something, maybe mono black. What would be the four deck? Eldar? Uh, Chaos? Maybe Tyranids? Oh yeah, possibly. Uh, I mean, but you kinda, if you take orcs, you have a swarm uh, type of a thing. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it is confirmed there will be four commander decks. <clears throat> uh, they did show only space marine art, uh, but they will be available later in 2022. Oh, uh, they all have... So here it says, featuring new art, new cards, and powerful reprint. All set in the world of Warhammer 40k. So I'm pretty sure that something like Wrath of God will be like Exterminatus or something like that. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. As far as I care, they can just like m make reskins. Yeah, I would be fine with I, that. I would not even be like opposed to that. Like the Godzilla cards. Yeah, I would actually not be opposed to that. I would like that. Actually, I might prefer that way. Not gonna lie, I prefer reskins to actual, um, to like new cards you can't get anywhere else except in a very limited supplement product. I fear the day they uh, 
recreate the fiasco with The Walking Dead. And I don't mean because of all of the rapey things. I mean it because of, like, how limiting it is for people to get, like, a Rick for their uh, by not a CDH deck or people who want to play Daryl in their casual deck and had to, like, order it uh, specifically in that time frame or buy it on the secondary market. That was a total They did address that issue. I know, I know. They did say that uh, these, all of the new Universe Beyond cards, so I don't think that The Walking Dead is included, all of the Universe Beyond cards will have their magic counterparts in uh, the list. And those cards will appear more frequent than the rest of the list cards. Mm -hmm. Which is a solution. It's not the best solution, but it's a step in the right direction. I mean, personally, I would just love it if they just straight up did like... In Godzilla, uh, in Ikoria, there was that Godzilla card that was uh, a reskin of a magic card that doesn't actually exist. What? And I don't see why can't why don't they do that again? Because I, I'm pretty sure that people who are fans of a franchise coming into Magic would mind having a little subtext naming another card in the card. I don't think it uh, reduces collector value. That was all, almost a sentence. Would you like try again? I I didn't understand. There well, was a card in the Korea that referenced. Yeah, there was a, a not... uh, there was a, the the buy a box promo Godzilla. Yes. Ah, okay, okay. Now, I'm sorry. Now, now the, I understand. The seven four one, right? That yeah. makes your dudes a uh, big hit in their face, not in their butt. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It's uh, uh, it, it it's a reskin of a magic card that doesn't actually exist. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I absolutely forgot about that. Yes. It's, it's been a while. It, it was. It was a very dark time for Magic and for humanity as a whole. Yeah, but... One thing, a Korea draft, really good. Stupidly good. Uh, man, I, I've been watching. Uh, when Korea came out, I was very much into Vintage, and you know what Loris did to Vintage more than anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, no. I'm saying uh, Companion, just let's not look Magic as a whole, but Korea Draft Experience is a wonderful thing to play. Yeah, okay, that's true. That's true. I've heard a lot of good things about the limited environment of Korea because there were a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, archetypes you could have draft, drafted. Get Tess a box for uh, for her birthday so we can play it again. Because they went through two boxes of Ikoria and we kind of want to play it again. It's that good. So, uh, when we're talking about the Universe Beyond uh, fiasco, I'm like, I was against the... I was against the uh, Walking Dead approach. Yep. I'm I'm okay with them making a universe beyond commander deck yeah that, that's those are like available in in big retail stores not just your local game stores not just online they're completely available and won't be limited time i mean it will be a limited time because they will just print a couple of waves of it and of course things that since this is games workshop we're talking about they're probably not getting the license ever again so Pretty much all these cards are basically reserved list. Yeah. So that, that, that's that's the I'm... thing I mostly mind is if are they going to be able to give it a proper 40k feel for the cards? Yeah, because that's these two these two arts I like I like one of the arts, but the other art is a bit too cartoony for my Warhammer 40k. Yeah, yeah, it's it's presenting Ultramarines as nice, clean. You could almost say they're the good guys. 
But they're not. Nobody's a good guy in 40k. That's kind of the, the appeal of it. And nobody's the good guy. Yeah, nobody's. Uh, only morally pure creatures you could say that exist are orcs and tyranids. Because they're both being bioengineered to do what they're doing. So, I'm personally, I'm planning to get all four decks. And I'm thinking about getting them twice. Like, once to just crack open and once to just have on my shelf. That's very sensible, and that's, I believe, the correct financial decision. Because those are basically, as you said, reserved list cards. You might want to get, like, even a playset of everything. If, I mean, anyone who has the financial uh, capabilities uh, and can purchase, like, each of the four commander decks four times should, should consider it. Yeah. Personally, I'm probably just going to get it once, because... Res- Possible reserved list issues aside, like uh, I'm just gonna get them once and keep them. But might I might sploosh and get like one that I really like twice. But I that's it. Unless I really go into like legacy and need some some of those cards for legacy. But yeah, nah. Mm, so uh, we also have uh, Lord of the Rings uh, universe beyond, right? Yep. But it's a bit different than Warhammer 40k. So Warhammer 40k will be getting commander decks, and we will be getting one special secret layer to accompany those commander decks. While the Lord of the Rings will be a full Magic set release uh, in 2023, plus four commander decks, plus a special secret layer drop. So not just one secret layer; they'll have a bunch of secret layers and. The one thing I feared most about the Lord of the Rings uh, crossover is that they're going to be so dumb as to use, like, uh, screenshots or something. But then they revealed the art for Gandalf, and it's okay. They're actually going to commission art for everything. Yes. Because if they use, like, some other art or heaven forbid screenshots, that would be, like, Imagine if they just took art from the Lord of the Rings card game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. did a really shitty job, and you can still see the edges of the card. <laughs> oh my god, that, that, that would be like. I would, I would love that, ironically. That would be hilarious, I'm, but. I'm so hyped for that set, because it's like my favorite two things for my hobbies and, and general interests are crossed over, like Magic and Lord of the Rings. I'm gonna be buying everything that came out. I'm gonna definitely, definitely collect the set, probably all in foil, and I'm. Absolutely loving it. But I'm like, Lord of the Rings is getting like such a special treatment. Like, not only is Lord of the Rings a complete set, it's also, they already announced it's gonna have its own line of uh, secret layers, multiple of them, commander precons, and the biggest thing about Lord of the Rings that no one mentioned yet, I, I don't believe, uh, it's actually Modern Horizons 2. It's not a standard legal set, it's going straight into modern. Which is like fascinating to me. Yeah, not just mo- not just modern. So they announced it. Uh, it's not going to be a like a Modern Horizon set. Uh, so it's probably going to be like priced as a normal booster draft set. Uh, but it will be coming to Arena as well. So the uh, cards will skip Standard and Pioneer. Lol, they didn't even mention Pioneer. <laughs> Uh, so they will be modern and historically and historic legal. So it's gonna be yeah, like yeah. a Modern Horizons 2.5, not quite yeah, as yeah. powerful, but you know, Lord of the Rings themed. And really, really interesting take. I can't wait for 2K23 
to see the set and to buy it all. You might even start yeah. playing modern. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> we've been, ta we've been talking. Modern. We've been talking Mate into playing modern for like a year now. Even I caved in. I actually caved in like a couple of a months ago and bought into modern. And I've been having a blast. I I've been enjoying modern. I think it's in a very decent place right now. It's it's been fun, and I get to play all the cards I actually couldn't play in CDH because they just didn't have a place there. But they're like really powerful in modern, like. Of course, I'm playing Lightning Bolts. I'm, I get to play uh, uh, Season Pyromancer, which is one of my favorite cards in general in Magic. And the best boy, you get to play Ravioli, Ragavan, Nimble Pilfer. There's nothing better than playing Ragavan. Like four Ragavans is is like such a treat. You can play him in, like as your commander if you want, but I don't know. I kind of prefer having four in, in the main deck. You could have played all those cards if you weren't a coward. Is what I'm saying. If I weren't a coward. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I, you know, I can't put like Lightning Bolt and uh, Ragavan into my Abzan decks, so yeah. Well, play Mardu. That's all. You know. No, I like good decks. This post is brought to you by the Mardu gang. I what? used to be the Mardu gang, then I, then it kind of like wasn't cool anymore. And then you, then you got good. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah, then I got good. Yeah, I got, I got Look, good. Me as a Mardu guy, I'm like, yeah, I perfectly understand, but. I'm too much of a Mardu guy to, you know, quit. Yeah, I understand. I mean, remember when I tried to play Blood, but then I was like, no, no, this just isn't the... Yeah, that's true. That's true, but, like, I don't know, uh, man. Speaking about playing some fun cards, uh, want to talk about Innistrad? Um, yes. Actually, there, yes. there are just two, oh, yeah. more, two more things that they announced. Fuck you, this was a nice uh, segue in your room. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Okay, what are the two car, uh, things? So they for the uh, for next year they announced two partnerships for Secret Lair. Yes. Uh, one is one of them is Street Fighter, yes. where they will feature Chun Li with Multi Kicker, of course, and the other one is uh, Fortnite. So let's go to Innistrad. I actually want to say a thing about Fortnite. It's kind of good. Fortnite is kind of good for Magic. Oh, Most... you mean it'll br bring a lot of uh, best kids. new faces? Yeah. Well, the good thing oh, is that the Fortnite Secret Lair will be exclusively yeah. reprints. Yeah, you'll get to get a bunch of people into Magic that you wouldn't otherwise be able to get to. You mean a bunch of angry children? I mean, have you met there's Magic a Boy? bunch of angry man-babies, so yeah. I don't see yeah, that as you... a downgrade. Yeah, have you met Magic players? You're just building your uh, community from, uh, you know, younger players, and they'll manage to age to be perfect Magic players. Yeah, actually the story oh, checks out, really. Yeah! So it's perfect for magic. Anywho, Innistrad. Oh yeah, Innistrad. Um, what is what is your guys feel about the set? Now that the full spoiler is out from like actually today. So when I first when the first spoilers uh, dropped, uh, we saw a couple of uh, really good uncommons, and as the spoiler season went, we just kept seeing really powerful uncommons and really playable commons, and not so exciting rares, but decent nonetheless and we thought how all the powers is going to be in the uncommon slot which is actually great it's fantastic so it makes it makes the game more uh, available to everyone that way but now that the whole set is out like oof, boy oh boy good, it's good great set it's not broken as far as i can see yeah so that's the, the set is insane but good in a good way 
and the most insane part is they made really good, really good white cards. Oh yeah. god! Oh god, yes! Yeah, like, the set, it was a slow burn, because I still believe most of the power in the set lies in the commons and in the uncommon slots. But le- then, like, at the last part of the spoiler season, we got, like, the really good rares and mythics. And, like, they're actually doing it. The, the thing they promised, like, uh, eons ago to make white good. When Mars not, said- not just in, like, it's standard or modern, where it's pretty good already. But they pushed white. They, they gave us some undercost to timely reinforcement. Uh, that new two uh, CMC removal spell is actually really good. There's a Rafa God variant on Blasphemous Act. Uh, it, it seems great. When not gonna lie. Said- said years ago that they're gonna, you know, fix white in EDH and it's gonna take a bit. Uh, Nick and I were like, when we see it, we'll believe it. And we're slowly starting to believe it. Yeah. I, I like, but we still have every reason to be skeptical, mind you. They're making a fine case for it right now, so, like, we have to see, like, the next set is Kamigawa. Kamigawa historically had horrible white cards. I mean, Let's not kid ourselves. Most people know the meme that Kamigawa was a horrible standard and a horrible eternal playable set. It wasn't. It had powerhouses. But, like, the Kamigawa white cards were actually really, really bad. Isamaru aside, and, like, uh, maybe eight and a half tails aside. But, like, there there weren't many cards in Kamigawa that were white and see play today. I'd like to put it that Kamigawa had horrible cards overall, and then there were some stupidly good bangers. I mean, some of the Kamigawa cards see a lot of play in other formats. Like... Some! And then you have all of the other cards. Yeah, but n- name how many white cards from Kamigawa see play in internal formats, and name how many cards in red, in blue, black, or green still see, saw, or still see play today. Like. Goryeo's Vengeance for Grizzle uh, for Grizzle brand decks in modern. Uh, then you have uh, like Heartbeat of Spring, that's like an amazing storm card in cube. Then uh, Gifts and Giving, must I say more? Uh, among others, like the red, black, and uh, blue Kamigawa Legendary Lands, see a lot of play in modern right now. Okay, I guess so Castle and Ganjo sees it as well. Castle Ganjo was a thing. Uh... Uh, Kataki was a thing? Okay, Kataki, yeah, I forgot about Kataki. Uh, Samurai of the Pale Curtain. Don't forget about that guy. Yeah, how could we? Ghostly Prison? Uh, not so much of a thing right now. Besides, Ghostly Prison is basically just the white version of propaganda. But still, uh, Yosei. I remember Yosei doing messed up things. Uh, Yosei used to do messed up things in Standard. And there's that Yosei combo with uh, Mirror Image, but like, that's not a thing anymore. Nor was it very messed up. Uh, it was uh, mostly thing in extended, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was. You need to correct me. But we have to consider, like, everything in standard was messed up at that time. You had Kakusho. Kega was messed up as well. Oh, yeah, Kega was definitely only, uh, messed up. The red and green one w- weren't messed up, though. And then again, the most messed up cards in the sets were colorless. Omezawa's Jita and Sensei's <laughs> Divining Top. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know how to make equipment back then. Yeah. Most messed up and most flavorful Kamigawa cards aren't even printed in Kamigawa itself. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, like the biggest irony of that. Yeah, that's true. Anywho, 
we were talking about Innistrad. Yeah. So the white removal we just talked about, it's the Fateful Absence, it's a one and a white, it's an instant. Destroy target creature or planeswalker, it's controller investigates. So this card oh. is really good because in last Innistrad we had that um, sorcery that exiled the creature and each creature that was with the same name. Yes. Right? And that was uh, that saw play in standard. And this is just straight up, you know, kill kill anything. I mean anything. A creature or a planeswalker, but that's basically anything, right? Nice. Nowadays, yeah. It's most of the things nowadays that count. And the fact that it's controller investigates, like I would I will happily like trade your uh I don't know, Ragavan for a clue. Like sure. Yep. Have a clue. Easy. Easy. I mean that at that point you would just be using uh uh, the prismatic ending, but you know what I mean. Like, re replacing a Ugin with a clue is really good. Prismatic ending is not an instant speed. Uh, it's not, but it's really flexible. It yeah, can right. be if you, like, take up uh, Freeman at the Ferry. Yeah. Ferry is a messed up card in his own, so let's not mention him. <laughs> I mean, like, th there's another Teferi in the set, which isn't bad, actually. I mean... One is not broken. It's not broken. He's Usually actually fair. he's actually fair. You, you get it, like the fair, like oh, his name. Oh god. Uh, yeah, but he's he's uh, a bit stronger than the previous the fairy we had, like the mono blue one. But leagues below three and five mana the fairy. I think the card's really good. I, I actually might see some eternal play. I wouldn't be surprised. Not in modern though. For but I can see it in. As some variations of uh, Esper Tink uh, Tinker and Vintage, it, it might see actually play there. As, as funny as it sounds, yeah, yeah. Tinker, I hardly knew her. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> What's happening uh, here? I dad, don't know. Dad jokes. Dad jokes. You're not even fathers. Uh, I am. He is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I forget. I I'm allowed to. Yeah, yeah, okay. He has a pass. He has a pass. Make dad jokes. Nick, what's your excuse? They're not dad jokes, they're puns. That's the sure. excuse. <laughs> yeah. I hate uh, you, Are we gonna single out just some random cards, or...? Well, oh, first, like... of, well first of all, actually... I want to address yeah. the alt, alt arts in the set. Looks look amazing. Like, literally amazing. That, like, the, all the coven vibe is just beautiful. Uh, I'm everybody's hype about the basic lines, and I'm eh about them because they don't look clear enough to me. Oh, I think they're gonna look amazing in foil because there 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 are so uh, so many pale spots and like clear spots, and they, when they do foil finish, they're gonna look really you can really good. See it uh, in person because uh, things like uh, we all remember the fatal sluting uh, scandal that happened many moons ago. <laughs> with that alternate art uh, from Mystical Archives. Oh. Which I, pres I personally like that L like that art a lot. It looks way better when you hold the card in your hands than it did on uh, the internet. Yeah, so, that's true, but yeah. then again... So maybe uh, I'm, I'm going to be much more partial to these lands once I actually get to play with them. Uh, I think they look nice. I I'm yeah. not going to lie. I'm a big it fan because it's a Halloween set. I mean, it's, it's more of a harvest... Uh, autumn type of set, not really Halloween for me personally, it didn't hit home yet, but uh, the lands look great and the alternative arts are like those those um, 
the illustrations in very old horror books, like when you you get a book from Edgar Allan Poe and it was printed like 50, 60 years ago, and the illustrations yeah, exactly. like that, and they're trying to be like those old gothic illustrations. I, I'm a huge, huge fan of that. So, so yeah, exactly. Me, I, I really book. love it. Already, uh, I'm just gonna give a shout out to to them for making an actual uh, werewolf commander this time. That was a big thing that people wanted uh, to happen. Uh, apparently they did, and they did so much that they actually uh, tried to make one last in the shot. They failed horribly. Oh yeah. And now they made oh, yeah. a really good one. So what does it do? So it's uh, Trovolar Dire Overlord for one red and a green. It's a 3-3 legendary creature human werewolf. <clears throat> Whenever a wolf or werewolf you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control three or more wolves and or werewolves, it becomes night. Then transform any number of human werewolves you control. That's the daybound side and the nightbound side, so when it transforms, it's uh, whenever a wolf... It's the same text, except it also has uh, X, green and red. Target wolf or werewolf you control gets plus X plus zero and gains trample until end of turn. It, and it's it a 4-4. Four, four. It casts wolf friends. Uh, yeah. Uh, for a werewolf. Uh, so just to be clear about the new mechanics, so uh, they made a token that represents night and day. So when a card has, for instance, day bound, it will introduce that token into the game. So it doesn't exist until it's introduced. It's kind of like uh, Monarch. And the day side turns to night side when you don't cast any spells. And night turns to day when when a player casts two spells. So it's the old werewolf transform mechanic, but it's like a global, uh, it's a it's a global game element now. So if it's night, uh, your cards will enter the battlefield in their night bound state, not their day bound. What I'm personally surprised uh, by is that nobody made a "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" reference, like day man and night man. I was gonna go with Kid Cudi's song uh, "Day and Night," but uh, I don't think anybody well, you would get it, so I stayed clear. Ah, uh, day man, fighter of the night man. Oh yeah, and you were talking about the alternate arts, and you didn't mention the alternate art, uh, alternate art for Arlen, for Arlen that looks like that looks straight from Bloodborne. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that, that, you know, first I was like when I saw. Um, the first art for Arlen, it was like, damn, they, they made Arlen look very young. Uh, like, she used to be like 45. Now she's like 39, freshly divorced, ready to mingle. Then they made that amazing Bloodborne art. Both sides are gorgeous. I mean, th that Bloodborne uh, art on Arlen is amazing. It, it's a home run. And then, oddly enough, they made like a very young Arlen once she joined her cleric quarter holding a puppy and the puppy is adorable Ish. so yeah that's about it but like the alternative arts are beautiful i gotta say they are yeah yeah there's a jadar yadar i don't know how to pro pronounce it the ghoul colors of nefalia he looks exactly like water gascoigne for from bloodborne and it's, it's really yeah he's re that's uh, those alt arts just like i said are really amazing it really took my eye and they did, they did a really good job. And our very own Charan, uh, our Zagreb-based creation artist who works for Wizards, got to make the alternative art 
of a very, very well-known uh, character in Magic and especially in Innistrad for Ludovic. And the card looks great. The art's amazing. I'm happy Ludovic finally got a card. He, yeah, yeah. He, he yeah, never, got a, never got a card. Yeah, he finally yeah. got a card in the correct colors. What do you mean, finally? I don't know of any Ludovic cards. Just speak. I know there's his Opus, which is really good. Yeah, yeah. But no other card. Exactly. Uh, I saw really messed up uh, altars of this card, which was, you know, just the uh, the Chimera from Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh, oh. I mean, it, it, it's actually Ludovic made a clone of himself, killed his clone, and then stitched together his dead clone with whatever he found, and he made Oleg. Did Oleg say, Daddy? I don't know, I don't want to know. <laughs> it's really interesting, on the regular Oleg art, we can see uh, Oleg brushing his hair, and somewhere I read that people are speculating, like, it's really a mystery, because Edgar's coffin was open, and Edgar was missing on his thread. And Oleg clearly has a pale white long hair. Well, well, as far as I know, Oleg is like, um, Oleg is like, uh, uh, Ludovic's clone that he killed, but the theory that it might be Edgar Markov, wow. Isn't Edgar having, like, a nice marriage ceremony in a set after this one? Uh, we actually perhaps, don't know. Uh, well, it's not Edgar who's getting married, as far as we know. We know it's Olivia, and she, yeah. and her unnamed groom-to-be, with, who is probably Soren by force, because she probably forced him into marriage uh, in return for freeing him from that uh, litomancy curse Mahiri trapped him in. Um, but uh, let's get go back to Edgar, because Edgar got a gorgeous, amazing piece of oh, judgment yeah. art. Like, th that card is stunning. I am a huge fan. Edgar used to be like one of my favorite commanders, and the commander I built when I uh, got back into magic like a couple of years ago and now like and then I like uh, deassembled the deck and sold my vampires and like I saw this Edgar and I'm like I'm like now very very tempted to rebuild it also it looks a lot uh, like Geralt and because I'm a huge Witcher fan myself I really really dig the art and it's beautiful I mean the rest of the judge promos that spoil for the end of the year are amazing as well but Elgar one is just a nail to the head. Nail to the coffin? Uh, 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 okay, I'll give you that one. Hey! Uh, any other notable things we need to mention about this uh, set? I mean, there's a lot of notable things, but that's gonna take us a lot of time. I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to one card. Again, a white card. Oh, God. It's the Sunset Revelry. The one in the white, sorcery, we mentioned it before. Uh, if an opponent has more life than you, you gain 4 life. If an opponent controls more creatures than you, create 2 one, one white human creature tokens. So it's like a lesser timely reinforcement. Except it also has, if an opponent has more cards in hand than you, draw a card. Oh yeah. So it's a... White card, draw. So it's a really good catch-up card. It's a uh, 2 mana, it's... An amazing card. I mean, right now in modern, uh, timely reinforcements isn't seen as much play as it perhaps should. Uh, but this card, this card is really, really good. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Because back when uh, Blitz was a big thing, I played uh, the uh, Blue White Tron. Actually, it was Esper Tron, and I had uh, timely reinforcement reinforcements in my side. And whenever I sided them in against Blitz, they were like amazing. It was just a complete blowout. Yeah, timely is really good. Like uh, as I said, I play mono red. Like. Uh... No, I'm not on Burn, I'm uh, personally on Obush Red with uh, Ragaman and Bone Crusher Giants. I'm not on the uh, Hammer of Forgotten Plan, though. But, like, Timely is still a good card, and this card seems possibly even better to me. Probably oh. is, might end up, end up being better, but, like, it's a very good card, and I like the direction they're, like, taking White in, especially uh, it's getting catch-up mechanisms. And can they're I, very powerful. Can I mention another really good white card? Yeah. Uh, Cutter Commando. One in a white, it's a human soldier 3-1. It has flash and one and sacrifice destroy target artifact or enchantment. That's pretty good. Stupidly good for a common. Yeah, I mean, the commons and uncommons in the set are very good. Like, yeah. there's like uh, a new soul sister. It's one-sided, but like it, it has one upside. That when it flips with the dis new disturb mechanic, uh, you get a um, creature that gains you life whenever a creature leaves. So it's two creatures, it's a common, it's a one drop for one mana with an upside. Like, that's pretty decent, actually. And you can never have enough Soul Sisters. Like, Soul Sisters is an actual deck again, like Mono White Marker. Um, I was going for that. I'm also actually kind of hyped to try and build Mono White Tron. Oh, yes. It's going to happen. I'm going to make it work. You, you just want to use your Elish Norn. That's all you want to do. Yeah. Be honest. You're saying it like it wasn't obvious from the get-go. Yeah, no. Nixie using his uh, Phyrexian language Elish Norn in a Tron deck? Never. He would never do that. He has, like, more... So nah, it's Nixie. He's gonna do it. I have more self-control than that. You don't Did have you? any self-control. I don't. I have none. I have, like, literal zero self-control. Uh, wanna talk about silly uncommons? Like, just... that entire set. Uh, said it's silly uncommons. Uh, Cathartic Pyre, seen that one? Oh, yeah. 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 That card is gonna uh, do so much work in uh, Pioneer and in Historic. CDH as well. I'll fucking play it. Uh, um, so, one in red, instant, choose one. It deals two damage to target creature or planeswalker, or discard up to two cards and draw that many cards. It's so good. Kill things, draw cards, what more do you want? Well, if we could I actually am... also destroy artifacts, that would be cool, but, you know... For uncommon, it would be a lot. <laughs> it would. Even for this set, it would be a lot. I'm not sold on it in CDH, but, like, the card is absolute gas. It okay, is let, absolute... Let me, let, let me phrase it like this. I'm definitely going to be playing it in CDH, and the rest of you can do whatever the hell you want. I mean, I played, I played that, Lightning Bolt That's true Bolt, for every card that ever came out in Magic. Niksha, I still play Lightning Bolt in my CDH deck. I don't have you have heard of the uh, so. tragedy of Mate? Yes, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to. <laughs> oh god, give me a break already. Uh, no one's gonna ever give you a break. You got uh, lightning Mate. bolted. Mate, could you tell us please what happened to remind the listeners? Because we said it like two years ago by this point. Right, so, yeah, we <laughs> were playing a CDH league and I was rocking my Shimmerzer, which was like one game one. And during the second game, I had to draw a card to my lemon to, to, to replace it and to win the game. So I had exactly two life. I have five life. First, 
And then I used my Vampire, like to get myself a consult and everything. And I took myself down to three. And the worst thing was all, I cast and I had to cast a cantrip and at instant speed. One draw card, Nisha bolts me. Like, okay, sure, you bolt love me. No, no, dude, I'm bolting your face. And like they are sitting there stunned. I have a white cantrip, like being a being a scout warning, but I don't have a, any open white mana. And I'm being like that. Is this seriously the way I'm gonna go down? And she's like, yeah, scoop up. <laughs> yeah, sure, dude. So I basically lost the game in CDH to a lightning bolt. I mean, that, that's oh, because wow. uh, you didn't mention that you actually necro necroed yourself necroed yourself down to five. Yeah, I was actually <laughs> so. I was so hoping you would necro yourself yourself down to th- three. Then you necroed yourself down to five and was like, no, no, please, please, damn it. My bolt, my lightning bolt. And then you're like, vampiric tutor. And I was like, oh, you. it's happening. It's going to happen. All, this is all I ever wanted in life. This is everything I ever wanted. I lost, by the way, after that. No, no, Nixa, you won the game. I mean, uh, yeah, no, you I won, won the life, game. Nixa, I won you won. You definitely, we, definitely won the game, yeah. To this day, we live in fear that Nixa is main decking fucking lightning bolt. Like, it's that lightning bolt isn't the worst. I legitimately became the meme of dying in the worst ways possible. Hey. There. Like, first off, there was the crypt. Oh, yeah. I died through <laughs> life. Yeah, I died to crypt. Like, a, a big match. Second one was that lightning bolt. Third one was the freaking... Icy manipulator. Oh, yeah, the Who is the fuck who plays icy manipulator? Like yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, you died. You fucking icy manipulator, like like a baby. <laughs> oh my god. It's 1994 to die to icy manipulator. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, you died to fucking icy. Oh my god, Mati, you died to ridiculous things. Yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, by the way, Mati is legitimately our best CDH player, and I'm not saying that to be nice. You're he literally it, won every single uh, tournament we had. No. You're pushing it, dude. Yeah, but... but... He's a really good EDH player, and then he dies to the most random of all things. Now he dies to Nixa things. Yeah, he dies no to me. Like... That's what I said. Random things. <laughs> yeah, I you still... Wanna, you want to imprint the dramatic results? Sure, dude, I'm going to ice you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and the worst thing of all... At the beginning of the game, I put my uh, chain of vapor to a Chromox to get to accelerate myself, and I said like, "Yeah, I'm gonna throw the chain of vapor, and I'm, I'm gonna need it. I'm that fast, you know." Turns out I need a chain of vapor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me of that uh, EDH party we had, and like we were playing like again. I was playing Blood Pod. You were playing uh, Jaleva, and oh. and like uh, we were playing. I don't know what was on the table, but there was a Hapatra deck, and we were like, is this combo Hapatra? Probably. Suddenly, there's like a 26-26 flying demon going my way, and I'm like, Oh no. Huh? What? what? Is this legal? <laughs> How is this legal? I'll make it legal, said Niksha. No, it wasn't. And then, uh, since we needed my stacks pieces, so like the fourth deck, which I can't recall right now, doesn't go haywire. Mate used a chain of vapor, which was actually part of his win condition, to bounce actually, back I, that demon. I had I could have won the game next turn because I had Doomsday and Limdil's Vault to get me fixed to a better pile opener. And like when Robbie turned his head and looked at me, like, dude, please help. He was literally <laughs> dying there. 
and I needed him on the table to not lose. And I was like, sure, dude. I spent all my wink resources to save him. Then I couldn't do anything on my turn. Then Robbie runs me over next turn. So, yeah, yeah. that's... Uh, lesson learned. When you see Robbie in trouble, just say, fuck him. Yeah, that's I mean, it was still a correct play. Well. <laughs> it was still a correct play and yeah. correct decision we did, both of us. But, yeah, that's some, sometimes games turn that way, yeah. Sometimes people start attacking, and it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. At least, at least, I, I know a couple of people who would be still sour if something like that happened to them. That's an entirely other topic. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so in conclusion, uh, I'm looking forward to the next year of Magic because it's looking really, really promising. It's like a breath of fresh air after like three or four years of really sour standard and I'm actually looking forward to maybe trying to play a little standard because it doesn't seem like degenerate. I'm just waiting to fuck it up somehow. I just I just hope that we will finally have a standard that doesn't have like 20 bands within one month. Yeah, who knows because they apparently have accepted that uh, you know, oh bands are a thing we can do. Fine. But like one thing about Innistrad is, it was, and seems to remain, the set they make when they really want to spice and save standard. Because what I want is, like, I just want to watch a stream or, or, or a pro tour, a standard pro tour, and just, like, watch them play the new Innistrad booze in standard. Because I'm hyped for that, especially after such a long time that we had all the powerhouse cards from Eldraine rotating out. Because... Every deck was a bone crusher. Every deck was um, uh, playing like the broken old rain cards, the blo broken uh, Feroz cards. They're finally out, and we got very cool cards from Innistrad. They're very powerful and seem to give us like a more uh, balanced and healthy standard. Um, uh, standard. Yeah, you know the set is really spicy and really good and high quality when literally zero people are talking about Delver of Secrets going into Standard. Yeah. Ooh, and oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, Delver of Secrets and Demolish, oh, yeah. Delver of Secrets is get, going into Historic now, alongside uh, Unholy Heat and um, uh, Dragon's Rage Channeler. Her name is Arson. So, like, thing, that, that, that's great. One thing I forgot to mention is what I really like about the set, and I've been really discussing about with people around lately, is that they did with Innistrad a really good thing, which in the past we had Innistrad in the block sets, but when I'm talking about Innistrad, I'm just gonna take one set, like, separated. They separated an Innistrad on two team sets, which is really nice because they opened themselves an option to put more cards, like, and to be on flavor with each of those sets. Which for me personally, it's amazing, really. Yeah, they didn't repeat the same mistake they made with uh, with the so-called Vikings at what was it? Kaldheim. Oh, Kaldheim. Kaldheim. Yeah. Kaldheim, was, Kaldheim was a Kaldheim is a really small set for the thematic that they could have done it. Yeah, Kaldheim really needed two sets, not just because of all the flavor it has and all the thematics and all the things they should have done, but because also because it was like. Here, have some snow synergy, and they're like because of get, mechanics, yeah. You get one set of snow synergy. It's yeah. never talked about ever again, and that's like stupid. And it was a fun set to play. Uh, I know Table Tricker did a lot of work on, on various yeah. formats. 
I'm just coming from a limited perspective. I know. I I played some Kaldheim Limited. It was decent. It it wasn't bad. I I played on the pre-releases, but mm, it it was a bit like all over the place in my opinion. Any yeah, set was. That, uh, that has run amok as the star card of the set in Limited is good set to me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Was that like turning my dude sideways and then doing things? Mm. Anything else we need to cover or or end or say? I think this about covers it for now. Not gonna lie, it was really nice to do a podcast. Yeah, we should do more of these. Yeah, uh, my schedule is gonna be apparently improving on the work, so we'll be actually able to. Yeah, I, I can usually, like, join in on the weekends, not so much during the week, but, like, Friday, sun- Saturday, Sunday, I'm usually game before uh-huh. it goes dark. We will uh, make uh, things happen. Yeah, it's, it's good that the podcast is back in action. Like, yeah, I'm really good. I'm really time. happy that you guys are, uh, you came back. You can always jump on a podcast, uh, Mate, all I'm saying. You're always welcome. Thank you, thank you. You both are. Yeah. But well, is that it? Yeah, I guess yeah. that's it. Well, thanks for having me on. Thanks for having Mate on as well. Uh, Same, like, thank I'm you. I'm looking forward to, in, forward to like, the new uh, year of magic, uh, like I mean, it's like mid-September. New Year's is really close, like 2022. We're basically in the product cycle right now. I can already uh, hear. I can already hear all I want for Christmas. Uh, just to give you guys uh, an info, last published episode of the Old Dragon Drill podcast was uh, 8th of September, 2020. Was it though? Yes. I just right. Nice. So almost <laughs> really uh, to year a bit more. This has been episode 119 of the Elder Dragon Dolo podcast. And Elder as always, the Ember Elder Dragon Dolo podcast.